mic's in the right spot. Yeah. Speaking of tobacco, we can fire up a quick, quick tobacco pipe. I would. No, I'm not into that. <laughs> I would. I fucking looked at him. I never. Like, I look at ooh, him. Ooh, ooh, hard pass. But good idea. <laughs> yeah, I you look guys at do him your all thing. All the time. Pass. I'm like, God. I, I have two. Just sitting out with you AJ. Want, you want my old one? Smoking a pipe. I have a flavored one that tobacco. Looks like a hand holding the bowl. Oh, that's a weed. That's marijuana. Rub. <laughs> that's a pipe. Ah, it's a marijuana pipe. Yeah, it's got like it can't no, be a hand holding pipe. the bowl. What? That's it's got. Does it no, have a hole a on the side? Carved. If it's a to oh, doesn't have a hole. What are you thinking? Like a side. glass, like a hand, like holding a <laughs> marijuana pipe. No, we got this at like Boulder, whatever uh, smoke shop, like smoke weed shop, Boulder weed. No, okay, people. so everything you dude, doing it's Boulder. You literally fun. said yeah, Boulder, which Boulder. immediately <laughs> discredits your from a guy on the street. It came with some herbs. He had dreadlocks. He said and was wearing a tie dye T shirt, and he sold me this stuff. He called herb. He said it was. I thought it was a weird tobacco. It's kind of green. Oregano, very similar. And yep. he told me to smoke it, but it's carved. Seated. It's fine. It's carved. I. But doesn't have a hole in the side. That's the question. It does not have a hole. In the side. <laughs> it's a fucking tobacco pipe. <laughs> I get. I, I've seen weed okay. pipes. Oh, okay. Okay. Is it made of glass? That's really the first no. question. Okay. It's what? It's got a fucking Sherlock Holmesy. <laughs> oh, Gandalf like thingy. A... Oh, yeah. It's not that long. It's not Gandalf long. It's well, Sherlock Holmes. Okay. With a hand carved into the ivory. Wow. Bowl. Oh, it's ivory. ivory. That's I mean, it's like white. Classier than mine. It's probably the same. We probably got it at the same time. No, I got mine for yeah. Father's Day a year ago. But you today. have two. And I you're have two. Trying to give it away. Oh, the other one the other I didn't get with you either. I got Adina bought it for me. I got this for Father's Day. If you want it, I got this for Father's Day last year. Would you like yeah. to take it with you? It's a, it came with a tie. No, no, you can have that too. <laughs> Golf socks. Yeah, yeah. It says uh, world's best dad on it. <laughs> so if you want it, uh, you can pretend. Doubt came in my mind. As I'm sure it's coming to yours. Even one to ponder about. Whether it's right or not. These last few Welcome back to the tabletop, everybody. We are the Board Game Social Club. Coming back at you again today with another episode. I'm AJ, of course, along with my two buddies, Robbie and Josh. Say hello, gentlemen. Hey, everybody, I'm Josh. And hello, I'm Robbie, as you hopefully know by now. This is episode eight. Can you guys believe it? Episode eight, yeah, it's been crazy. Episode eight, it's crazy. Feels like only five. Maybe (laughs) six and a half at the most. Yeah. Yeah, isn't this six? I don't know. For you, I mean. Is that what you were referencing? Yeah, that's what I was referencing. Yeah. I it was ri- Risk was our last one. Yeah. This is six. Episode six two. Are. Yeah. Yeah, this is your sixth episode. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And our first in-person episode with all three of us together, finally. Wow. Yeah. Pretty exciting. Been a bit. We'll see if we're still good at this. We're yeah, definitely We got not. really good at it remotely. Yeah really good almost yeah and it's easier to ignore people laughing at you you just keep going you know when there's a funny moment but can't do that here no it's life real life no it's real life we're right at the beginning just an hour and 30 minutes in (laughs) exactly it's definitely the longest hangout session we've had start for sure hopefully there's some gold in there somewhere hopefully it's buried deep (laughs) I'll, i'll mine it real deep i'll mine it i'll get it out get it out of there 
Speaking of mining, it's not really. Let's talk about trains. Let's talk about mine cars or <laughs> passenger cars. All kinds of cars. Robbie, why don't you direct people to our social situation? I can do that before we get going. So before we dive into our game description here today, I want to invite you to check out our social media pages at BGSC Podcast, both on Facebook and Instagram. Now the C, that C stands for club, or is it club? Every time, club. Every time the BGSC it's, part of it stands it's for where club. the board game social club. Yeah. Board That's game what it social is. club. Coming at was, you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So. Check out our social media pages to to follow along with our description. Let's dive into the description, shall we, guess? That sounds good to me. All right. Robbie, cue the music. It's the turn of the 20th century, and the railroad industry has exploded all across North America. Inspired by a famous wager that sent a man around the world in 80 days, you and your friends lay down the terms of a new wager. $1 million to the person who can travel by rail to the most cities on the continent in seven days. Ticket to Ride is a cross-country train adventure where you will need to stake your claim across railway routes to connect as many cities as possible before your opponents beat you to them. The object of the game is to have the most points at the game's end, which happens when any one player gets below three train cars in their inventory. So the release date of Ticket to Ride is 2004, the year Josh and I graduated from high school. Truth. Ironically, I think, no, we're not both older than AJ. Just <laughs> no. me. No. Yeah. Just barely. No one's Just a couple. Josh, a couple I months younger. younger. Josh is the youngest. Anyway, we graduated from high school in 2004. <laughs> Turns out we could have been playing Ticket to Ride and didn't even know it. Woo! That now it is 2020, 16 years later. Uh, the current Amazon cost is $44.57, and I want to just throw this out there, you can actually get your own copy of Ticket to Ride if you check out the game description, click on the little link that says get your copy. We do get a little kickback from that, so if you're going to buy Ticket to Ride yeah. anyway, might as well click on that little link Please and, and choose to do get that. us a kickback. Um, it's very small, so eventually we're going to... Maybe buy a game for one of our lucky Absolutely. listeners uh, with those winnings. And while you while you click on that link, if you need to buy all the other things in your cart as well, like a case of <laughs> Monster Energy drinks, yeah, for dude. example, or whatever else you might need. Do all of your online do quarantine shopping right in that moment that from link, that link, and we will get kickbacks. Yeah. Um, so the game type of this one. Uh, is a train-based area control game. And according to the Board Game Geek website, there's actually kind of a few uh, game types that I wanted to highlight. So it's card drafting. You're drawing cards. You're you're figuring out what to do with those. It's connections, like building, building trains, which we'll get into. It's managing your hand of cards. It's reducing the size of a map over time. It's network and route building. And it is collecting sets of cards. So there's a lot of different types that this game falls under. That's pretty cool. I like that. That's a cool little overview of just to give you a snapshot of what you'll be sort of doing. It really covers game. covers it all. Yeah. Um, I think and so I think the hand management and collection aspects of it really lead into under the table hand handshakes. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's what you you have to hand manage 
manage your hands and manage collect. your under the table hands. Yeah, and, col- and collect things. Collect. Gotcha. Yep. Yep. Exactly. I'll put that in there. Let me type that in. Yep. Under the table hand yeah. collection hand game. Hand game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. It's a the number of players. This one is. Uh, this one's pretty cool because it's two to five players, so it's pretty diverse. Mm-hmm. The age recommendation is eight plus, which I agree with. Yeah. I've never. I, I guess no I can't really peg an eight-year-old. I don't know. I'd, I don't remember being eight years old. Yeah, personally, I'm not gonna, but if a seven-year-old wanted to play, I'm not going to say no. But um, and the game length is about an hour, but it does depend on how many players you have. It's kind of directly related to the number of players. Very so true. more players equals more time. Yeah, pretty usual. All right. That being said, let's get into a little bit about the physical description. The game board itself consists of an outline of the U.S. and Canada with a transcontinental railroad laid out across it, zigzagging through hubs in major cities and other places like Duluth. (laughs) (laughs) Some of the other accessories in this game are going to be the cards and train pieces. There really isn't a large variety in the accessories in this game. There are train cards with different colored train pictures on them, there are destination tickets that give a player two cities to connect to complete a route. And these tickets also have a point value. Lastly, there's a longest train card that is awarded at the end of the game. This card just really gets in the way. It doesn't have much of a point. True. Uh, this game has train pieces, as I said, and those pieces are yellow, red, blue, green, and black. And those pieces contain 45 of each color. And like Robbie said, those train pieces kind of dictate the length of the game. So more players means more pieces. Lastly, in a long line of accessories, there's little wooden puck used for tracking your score. We call them hobos. For the one reason, what is a good train game without a hobo? That is a good reason. Amen. Yeah. (laughs) Let's discuss the layout of your playing space just a little bit. So the playing space for Ticket to Ride needs to be fairly extensive. It's a pretty large game. Each player will need a good chunk of tabletop to house their 45 train cards, their personal stack of train car cards, and their destination tickets. Now, while everyone is claiming some space to play, make sure and set aside a community area of the table to house the train card deck and its five face-up cards, along with the destination ticket deck. The game board itself starts out pretty blank, except that everyone's score marker begins the game at the starting one marker. Okay, once you have the board and your playing space set up, you're trying to earn points. And the method that you earn points in this game are numbered in three. There are three ways of earning points in this game, and only one way to lose points, which makes it a pretty unique game. One way to earn points is building trains. Another is to complete your destination tickets, or if you have the longest connected train, you get the longest train card and you're awarded an additional 10 points. The one way to lose points in this game is by leaving a route ticket uncompleted. Incompleted. Uncompleted. Not. (laughs) (laughs) Not. Not. Completed. The one way to lose points is by leaving a destination ticket unfulfilled. Nailed it. Nice. (laughs) So let's talk about a turn in Ticket to Ride. A turn is about as easy as it can possibly be. When it comes time for your turn, and be aware that it will come time to be your turn often, 
you can choose one of three things to do. First, you may turn in cards and build a single train. AJ, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, when it comes to building trains or claiming routes, you may play a set of cards that is equal to the number of spaces in the route that you wish to claim. All cards in a set must be the same color. Some routes need specifically colored sets, and some routes, the gray ones, allow any color as long as they are the same. Second, you may draw train cards. Let's hear from AJ again about how that works. Yeah, on your turn, you can choose two cards, either from the five face-up cards or from the face-down deck. The one exception is that if you choose a wild or engine card from the five face-up cards specifically, that's the only card that you are able to take on your turn. Third, you may draw three new route tickets. To learn more about that, how about we talk to, you guessed it, AJ. Yeah, once you draw those three new destination ticket cards, you take a look at all three, and then you may choose to keep one, two, or all three of them, but you do have to keep at least one. And that's going to take us to, obviously, the most important part of the game, which is going to be the method for determining your winner. When any player's train inventory falls to two or less, the game has reached the final turn. After this last round, the scores are tallied via abacus, and the player with the most points, after adding on longest train, any destination cards completed, and subtracting for any of those uncompleted routes, that player with the most points is your winner. Nice. So Ticket to Ride has sort of inspired um, a bunch of different versions of the game or expansions and uh, their expansions really in and their own standalone games. So I'm going to go through those really quick just because it is so extensive. Really quick. Really quick. I'm going to try. Um, two times if you don't want to wait for Robbie to get through it all. <laughs> Hit that two times <laughs> button right now or look at the game description and just, uh, you know, the description for the show and, and skip this whole part. Um, but... Uh, the other games in the series, so there's Ticket to Ride Europe, there's Ticket to Ride Nordic Countries, which is apparently is like a two or three player game. There's a Ticket to Ride Germany. Um, there's also a bunch of Ticket to Ride map collections, which these are sort of extensions, expansions of the base game. The previous ones that I've mentioned so far are standalone games. You can play them all by themselves. Mm. Um, but for these map collections, you need your own copy of, of the base game. So there's Asia. Then there's India and Switzerland paired together for whatever reason that is there's, interesting <laughs> yeah, there's, i don't know a lot about european and asian geography but those two countries don't touch each other as I far know. as i know yeah, yeah i failed geography but the heart of africa is one of them there's netherland which is not netherland colorado just for the record <laughs> no uh there's the united kingdom and pennsylvania paired together that was very <laughs> random okay yeah <laughs> Um, there's the France world. and the Old West. Nice. Those commonly go together well, in folklore. Old, old Western France. Yeah, yeah is probably exactly. What it, I th- they're might be shooting it. baguettes yeah. out of each other's hands in the street. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> then there's Japan and Italy. That makes sense. Axis powers. Um, then you have this new. This I think this is, might be the one of the newer ones. It's called Ticket to Ride Rails and Sails. It's its own game. Cool. Um, and it's it's kind of more of like a risk map or pandemic map or right. a world map. Oh, it's a world map. Yeah. yeah. And it connects 
by rails within the countries or by sails between the countries. Mm. Transcontinental. So, no, that's not transcontinental. Trans, but oceanic. Transoceanic. Transpacific. Yeah. Oceanic. It crosses the ocean. And possibly more, yeah. Yeah, there are boats. There are boats. Boats. (laughs) Let's simplify it to that. Should have been called. Hobos and boats. Hobos boats and boats. and hobos. Boats <laughs> and hobos. Boats and hobos. <laughs> uh, then there's some ticket to ride cities, which have come out kind of recently. So they're smaller maps, um, but they I think they're they're their own standalone games. Uh, there's New York, London, and Amsterdam. Those three separate games, and Damn. they have things like taxis. Like in New York, it's taxis instead of trains. Mm. Um, then there's uh, sort of a kid-friendly version called Ticket to Ride First Journey, and there's a USA and a Europe version of that. Uh, finally, I think most recently, there's uh, one called Ticket to Ride Stay at Home, and it is a print-your-own game, uh, print-your-own game board. You do have to have a base game, so you have to have the trains the pieces. for the yeah the pieces from the base game. Um, but it's a print board, and it's a map of a house, right. and it's going from like area to area of your house to wow. like complete tasks Interesting. based on this this pandemic which i thought was pretty yeah, cool that's really very cool. cool yeah i was reading into that yeah pretty interesting um the the coolest thing and i have no experience and i don't think uh, i don't think you guys do either i could be wrong i'd be very surprised if i was wrong but um as far as the rules go for all these expansions i don't think it's as simple as adding a new map i think there are new rules that get introduced okay. with with the different games which yeah. so i'm super interested in getting some of these expansions and seeing what they're like yeah, what's crazy is that you say that with all these expansions, there's no Ticket to Ride Eunuch, but there is a Ticket to Ride Nodic. <laughs> Did I say Nodic? I meant to say Nordic. Oh. Yeah. I could well, see sorry to anybody there. in the Eunuch community that thought we were leaving them out. Yeah. Or the Nodic community. That's true. <laughs> little wide out. Get that R out of there. Yeah. It's your game. Make it your own. So that's it. That's all the expansions and other games that are available. Actually, that's not true. There's one called 1910. There's like a 1910 USA expansion. Why didn't you write it on our... (laughs) Well, because I forgot. (laughs) Um, It's not true. But it is an expansion that only gives you um, a few more destination cards. So it kind of advances the game that way. It gives you a couple of extra alternate rules. And it also gives you... um, sort of like normal size playing cards it, re- it replaces okay. the entire deck with normal size playing cards that was that is one thing that i was gonna bring up the cards yeah. are very undersized uh, they're, they're tiny they're really and small difficult and i don't know to why shuffle. entirely That's, sure yeah yeah i don't get the i don't the, see like the because the game itself the board is, huge. is gigantic it's yeah. a very large board the yeah, maps are really one of the pieces. biggest boards is like game board boards yep takes exactly. full table takes a whole tabletop whole tabletop the whole tabletop the almost tabletop just say it. it's really big um and it's unruly if it's been folded up in your box for a really long time mm-hmm. it sits at an angle and yeah, then you can't put the trains on yeah. it yeah you gotta get the torch out and heat it up and get it to life <laughs> yeah just put the torch on it for a little while and that's what i found it's paper so it's gonna be fine yeah all right let's uh with that let's dive into some game specific topics shall we Let's do it. I'm not prepared for we that. We crushed that because I was up till midnight. We did. I'm just writing my one hour thing. thirty minutes of <laughs> grab ass. Twenty minutes. minutes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably less because I don't even remember the bathroom break. I know that's yep. true. <laughs> 
and ten minutes to bang. There's this. not much to cut out in there. That's there's a couple true. of times yeah. where we stumbled, but yep. Um, get into so it. So let's 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 dig in because the funny thing about this game, and I think we're gonna hear this over and over again, is how simple it seems on the surface and how not simple it is really when it plays out. There's a lot that you can think about. Yeah, I think I think um, what's cool is that the game itself isn't complicated, but all that really does is it allows you to get as complicated as you want to get for your own personal strategy and how much you want to think about stuff, you know? Right. So it really pits the players against each other instead of having to worry about, like, players, like getting stuck on how complicated the game is it, you really just get to put all that aside and focus on like how to win yeah and it doesn't even take much to like after one game you can kind of say oh gosh i could i could do this completely different i could play this game completely different mm-hmm. and absolutely have the same result like there's so many ways to do these couple mundane i mean it's not much that you do but yep the right. way you can do it you can go about it a number of ways yeah which is exciting yeah well at the, at the risk of just rambling on about how cool how some of the cool game aspects are what are your guys's favorite parts oh favorite parts let's go with favorites josh josh what's your favorite part of this game um i think that my favorite part uh maybe mainly being around people who again don't play hardcore games is how user-friendly it is how easy it is to pick up how it doesn't take more than one to kind of master the game so i think my favorite part is again how how simple it is but it's not boring it's not you're not flicking a you know spinner and find out you get eight apples to put into your bin like uh, <laughs> yeah like yeah, not totally. quite that. It's, it's not quite hi ho hi ho cheerio but it's yeah uh, but it's simple enough that anybody can pick it up, have fun playing it, and still not, it's not, you know, not to say Yahtzee's boring, but again, it's it's like Yahtzee. It's super simple, but yeah. you can play it. Oh, it's very fun to play. And not, nobody gets, nobody I think would be intimidated sitting down at this game. Agreed. That's true. I think uh, the the simplicity of it actually kind of turned me off from it at first and even like months ago or even a couple years ago you know when i was at the at the game store and trying to pick a game and you see this game and there's a bunch of expansions and stuff so it seems like it has a pretty good following i think it might have been the the game store person that said like yeah it's just like a really simple game and that kind of turned me off from it and i read the rules and and things like that uh online and it did. It does just seem like a very simple, kind of like a kids' game almost. Um, but I was pleasantly surprised by the fact that once you get to play it, like learning it is super easy, and there is not much to it as far as game mechanics go. But there's a lot to be thinking about at any given time and, and right. different ways you can play. Yeah, I think the only thing I would add, I'm gonna I'm gonna sort of play off that same sentiment with my favorite part. I loved how I could play the first time, and I sort of had the strategy I went for and um, I lost and then like right away turn around and play another game. And it was so easy to just think about like how I could change what I wanted to do. And then I changed what I wanted to do, played another hour long game, things went differently and I won. And it was really fun to be able to, to make that change so easily mm-hmm. and see the fruits of that, like come to fruition as opposed to a game 
like cult where you play the first time and like i don't even know if you're on the same like planet like you're pretty sure that game's (laughs) in a different language let alone like oh i'll just change my whole strategy and try a different way you know like you need several games under your belt and cult's a great game and it, that you know, it's very long, hard to learn. It's just hard. yeah, it's I it's great. It. You know, <laughs> love it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it sounds like all of our favorite parts are very in line with like how simple it is, but that also allows for just like clearing your mind and just going for like you know whatever strategy you want to go for. Yep. So, I agree. It's easy to it's easy to say this time I'm gonna do blank, right? And then you just you just do it. It's yep. simple, but there's a lot. There's the number of things you can fill into that space of mm-hmm. this time I'm going to do blank is is numerous. So, you know, it makes it fun over and over again right. to and try things out. And even going, pulling from last episode with uh, what Vanessa was saying, our guest host from last week, if you don't remember. Uh, she was saying about, you know, and Jeremy being fluid and flexible. And this game is like so much easier on that term yeah. to, to be flexible. Because uh, there's, again... Sometimes, you know, five different ways to get to into a city, not necessarily the routes you can take to get there, because there's numerous ways to go about that. But even one city, you know, a few of them have three, some of them have, you know, four or five. So if you get cut off, it's, again, a momentary pivot, and you can, you know, re-strategize quick. So it really plays into that being fluid, being flexible, but it's not... It's not to the point like Catan where it's, well, my strategy is building this. Oh, fuck. That's completely gone. I have to go a whole nother route. This one's more like, well, I suppose I could go through. Yeah, you still have to I could to go through the mainstream there. Duluth, yeah. pick up a few yep. cheese doodles or whatever people do. <laughs> yeah. In Duluth. Duluth. Yeah, in Duluth cheese doodles. <laughs> yes. You know. Well, that so. gets in a little bit to like some of, and we'll get into strategy a little more here in a minute, but. That's one of the things you can do during your turn is to cut people off like when it becomes obvious what route they're taking. And you sort of have to guess at what destination cards they have. But along the way, when you're building your routes, you can cut people off. But it's not necessarily going to like screw that person over. They may have to just jog over and take a three route situation over to a city where they usually could have taken a one or a two. But you're still able to complete whatever you want to do as long as you're a little flexible that way. Right. Which is cool in that strategy. Even if you do, say, put one train uh, to cut somebody off, mm-hmm. and then it takes them, you know, six pieces to get where they could have gotten one. Right. That definitely cripples somebody moving sure. know, to do a destination card or something because now they have six less pieces. Yeah, five right. less pieces, and probably like in it. in sections of ones and twos. Which we'll get into that a little bit. We maybe should have earlier about talking about like the way to score train points, but we can talk about that in a minute. You know, like if you play six train cards in in three sets of two, you only get six points for that. Right. But if you play six train cards on a route that has six train cards, that's fifteen points. So it's really helpful to get those big ones. But if you force someone to go around in like smaller numbers i mean you're literally taking points away from them so right yeah i think you guys have i think you guys have hit my my favorite parts so i'm i'm kind of trying to come up with a different one because there is like a lot of really fun things about this game that i think you could sit down and i almost see this as like a hey let's let's get out ticket to ride it's like a very simple game that like you're sitting around on a on a saturday or something and even in the daytime and 
you just need something to do. You just break out, take a try. Yeah, it's, it's casual. A, it's a short yeah. game that way too. <clears throat> yep, and it's and, not going to take you four hours. Yeah. Right. I mean, if everybody's paying attention, playing their turns right. when it's their turn, when it's their yeah. turn, they play. Get, yeah. Right. Oh, so when we get into the drinking aspect, don't nobody drink because your dick friends will make sure that if you're not paying attention, they'll tell you about it. They'll tell you. So yeah, my favorite things are definitely like some of those things you guys are saying. That was, those are definitely great parts of this game. I think in, in addition to that, I ha- um, in addition to that, I think unlike Catan, where you can sometimes feel like your strategy or your numbers aren't playing out and then all of a sudden you find yourself really behind and you can't catch up and you're just the player who's going to lose and you're just taking up space for an hour kind of like we talked about on the Catan episode in this game i think it comes literally up to the end like you could be behind on the score and you can score your destination tickets um and and manage to catch up or you can be really far ahead and nobody can catch you um, it really comes down to just like the very end when you're counting up points to see who wins and everybody's strategy can play out in different ways. So I agree. I think sure. I think the game we all played together the first time, it felt like you got it felt like you got too far ahead. Like I don't know, even with our destination tickets, if we'd have been able to catch you, but I I don't know. I don't think that's necessarily indicative of like I think overall I think you're right with how the games play out. Yeah, it's po- it's definitely possible to pull ahead. Yeah, yeah. Just and even referencing what, you know, Robert that game we played, at a certain point had maybe had we played one more time a, a good strategy would be maybe once somebody's that far ahead is start to blocking. actively yeah. trying to and i, I don't think we really actively so tried you to block said it like four times like i but, bet he's coming for this one right and we probably could have and then he did and that ended up like like two of your cards i think even used that last route or yeah, something it was in the last um the last like two turns yeah, or so something. you called it and then we just Connected didn't yeah. we didn't actively block him and playing a few more times, well, which leads into playing this game multiple times. Once you know a few of those route tickets, it really kind of, I mean, you're like, okay, well, I've had that route before. Totally. I can, obviously, he's trying to go Los Angeles to Seattle. It's the mm-hmm. easiest way to get <laughs> right. there. So if I just build this one, I did that. Actually, we played two nights ago with Treston. I fucked him over big time. <laughs> you just build a one he, from yeah, Seattle yeah, to He waited forever Portland to get, like, the five pinks or greens or whatever to build that. And then... I was like, oh, I'll just play this one and block you here. Mm-hmm. So that's easy. <laughs> What's that? Wait a minute. What's that coming down the, <laughs> the track? Oh, hey. That is, oh, hello. That is not an appropriate sound effect for this episode. That is a social. That's a social. That's not the soundboard. Sosh. If you are following along and you're listening to this on a Friday or Saturday night. Raise a tasty mimosa up to your lips. Did Leo just howl? Is there a dog howling also? Leo howls at the trains. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> See, now I hear a dog howling. Time. Like every single time. God, that sound just really put me in the mood for this game. Yeah. <sighs> let's quit the podcast and let's just play around. We could do that. Take it to ride. <laughs> let's just go jump on that train. Yeah, we could hop the train. <laughs> I got Quick, a ticket grab to your ride. mic. Yeah, go up to Fort Collins. <laughs> That'd be an adventure. Just that would be fun. Drive there instead. Yeah, but then we can't do the show, you know? Yeah. We could. In the car, that's yeah. true. But the, the I mean, then it's not. You're not on a train. Then why? We might as well just do it here. I mean, we could we could get on a train. We could just put Josh in the oh. back seat with a train whistle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, what we started to get into really before the train came is strategy, because mm-hmm. the strategy you're talking about with Treston of being a defensive player. That's right. I mean that's 
that's a choice you have to make strategy wise you know so let's let's jump into strategy um yeah who wants to kick us off well i think what one thing we tend to do in our strategy conversations is to sort of pose a question to the crew because there's like sort of two or maybe three ways to sort of go about it and i think this game falls into that i think you can either play trains early or you can wait to play trains and i think there's there's pros and cons if you have your destination tickets and you really want to fulfill those you're gonna have to like jump on some of those spots early just to sort of like plant your flag there and get going on those routes and before someone steals them from you but at the same time it's way more profitable in this game to play fives and sixes instead of twos and threes or even ones so um and that's what i was talking about earlier where the first game i played i did lots of ones and twos and threes and i just went for my destination early i didn't play a lot of sixes and i lost second game i waited a lot i didn't play routes early and i did a lot of fives and sixes and i was able to win so i think just to start off the conversation you know maybe uh what do you you know in the games you've played what do you like to do you know, a player that waits a lot, or do you try to jump on those routes early to make sure no one blocks you? Yeah, I think um, you brought up a good point the other night. You know, you kind of pointed out that the the destination ticket point values are dependent on the shortest route from city to city, whatever two cities you have. And so if you have, a, I think, Denver to El Paso, is that one that's like two, two, and one or something like that? Mm-hmm. So it's five points. You don't get a lot out of it. And if you build the two, two, and one, you get an extra five points from the trains you build because they're one to one when it's two and one. So, um, I had <laughs> good <a> point. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. So in theory, it like your your destination ticket there doubles your points, right, on that route. Yeah. I don't know. Well, maybe this might be. Okay, I'm gonna hide, I'm gonna curtail your strategy talk here. What I found uh, recently, what I found myself doing, is not necessarily looking at the shortest distance between those two because again, that does give you the least amount of points. And looking at your destination card more as an over overwhelming guideline of what I want to do. I'm not necessarily trying to get the shortest distance. So the last few games, kind of to talk about a strategy that's probably going to screw me over if we play again, but uh, I found that if I just look at my de- my destination cities where I'm trying to go, immediately I just, instead of trying to build that train, I just get a foothold. I make sure I have into those hubs one, one way in, and then I kind of look at it and say, okay, well, if I go this route here... I get, you know, two sixes, I can potentially do this, I can, you know, and that gives me so much variability of how I can build it, and I don't have to worry so much about getting into that city, because I already have a hub. Yeah, and it's way harder to block you. It's way harder for someone to try to block you. Right. I think that's where I was going. That's what I was thinking. Instead of building the 2-2-1 from Denver to El Paso, just know that you have to get there over the course of the game. Yeah, get as many sixes and fives as you can to get the two cities together, you know, right. don't connect don't them, but don't those. worry about that because the shortest distance is doing you the least amount of good. The, the alternate, I guess the, the flip side of that is if you build the two, two, one right away, you know, you can build that in almost the first three or four right. turns. 
um, as opposed to a six, which takes you six turns to get the cards, you know? And if you have to build two sixes to get there, that's a lot of turns to get the cards, and you have to make sure that nobody else is also going for the same one, and so on and so forth. So if you just quickly go Denver to El Paso and get those routes, now you can move on to potentially like another route or another destination ticket or whatever, you know? So there is there is that flip side of getting your destination done quickly, and then you're open to do whatever you want. Yeah, but I don't I, disagree with you. I think that I like your strategy better. But. Right. And I think this plays into another part of the conversation where you get to draw those three cards and then you can choose to put some back. And like the the example we've been using, like a, a Denver to El Paso that's only worth five points. I mean, that's a card I would probably just put back because, yeah, maybe it's like one of the easiest ones to do, but five points just like, you know, I would rather have a little bit difficult like a little bit more difficult one that's worth a few more points. Like I love the ones that are like LA to New York because first of all, it's like 21 points and there's so many options you have. If someone blocks you in any one spot, like there's always a different little route you can go over the course of the whole game as opposed to just like doing a quick five, getting five points. I don't think I've played a game where the winner won by five points or less. So I, those like no. five point cards, like so far I haven't found much value in myself. I see what you're saying, yeah. I just add them, those smaller ones. So on your, maybe on the first one I see, but again, I don't want two 22 point cards to start. I don't want to have to go from like Calgary to Miami and Los Angeles to New York. It's risky. Because it's, okay, I can, somehow I can connect those, but then you have to look, well, can I do that with 45 trains if somebody blocks me or, I mean, is yeah. it even, it'd have to be perfect in some situations. Yeah, a 21 card that's left in your hand at the end of the game is going to really hurt you if right. you haven't gotten it. And and so on the flip side, uh, if I pull those and I'm like, okay, well, this is going to cripple me because it's more points, more points. But this one's in route. This is basically free five points. I'm going to pull the short one. It's like, well, shoot, all I have to do is that. And the Denver to El Paso is just a weird example, but... On that same one, I don't think I would build the two two one to do that. I think I would build the one into Den or one into El Paso, and nobody that can't complete the Denver to El Paso unless they're just trying to fuck you over. Like that's the only right. reason somebody's going to build there, which yeah. is which is you you know kind of expected or don't. Yeah, that's but again, I would build the one and just wait. And if nobody had built those two, you know, and then eventually I'll complete it. But I. Again, once you get a route, then somebody yeah. else is like, well, I can't go that way because I can't get to El Paso. Why would I try to get that way? Yeah. I mean, a lot of times you have to hope that you're cutting somebody else off mm-hmm. by doing that because it's a waste. I mean, they get two points. They screw you over, but they get two points. And That's interesting. I don't know that I've, route. again, yeah. I don't know that I've really played except for me the other night. Somebody that just completely made a choice no other than to screw somebody over. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I, I mean, mean that I've knowingly choice. known, but like we played, all of our trains were right next to each other. We yeah. were basically on top of each, all kind of trying to do the same area. And I played with Courtney and Treston, and those two were on the East Coast, like fighting. And I had the entire Western, <laughs> and I was yeah. just doing everything. And he immediately tried to go Los Angeles up, and I was like, oh, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> it's close. I'm like, you can't nice. get there that way. So right. You just make it a little bit hard. Just the Sometimes only you reason. you can right. stop them completely. Oh, yeah. And completely yep. screw them. But most of the times, you just, like you said, you just make it harder. Yeah. Well, and I like the point you made 
sort of in passing a minute ago about picking a route that's sort of on the way of like another route you have. Because that's the first game that we played together. The first card I drew was like Toronto to Phoenix. And then within like three or four turns, I drew like another three cards and I got like Seattle to LA. And I was like, oh, perfect. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm halfway there anyway. It's yeah. literally just one more route. I will already have done it, and it's just a bonus. Like it's like yeah. I, it's almost free points at that point. Like I'm gonna do it anyway. So it's cool to look out for those combos. Yeah, I actually, as I started thinking about this more, I came up with like seven different strategies that I wanted that I would like to try out from the beginning. Just know that this is what you're gonna do. Try it, and regardless of your destination cards. Uh huh. Okay. So like one of my strategies was to draw destinations cards like for the first few turns like immediately so everybody else is drawing railroad cards or train cards and placing trains but you're just drawing destinations for the first couple of turns and then you try to figure out just like as a a gps like what is my best way to connect them all because maybe from seattle to new york up top might not be the best way if all i have to do is go through denver like maybe i have another route that just goes through denver and it completes like two or three of my destination tickets right i think you in that situation you it's likely that you would have quite a few that you didn't do. Just luck of the draw type of thing. Right. But you could draw three, keep one. Like exactly. Every and time. that's it. Which yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. And for the for the listeners, that's all you have to do. You draw three, and then you keep one of those at least. You sure. can keep more of them. Um, but yep. ultimately, you, you have to keep one. And so you find the one that matches the picture you're building over on the side right. for like the that. first few turns. you know, And then just like spend the, thing- the rest of the time connecting those cities the thing it seemed like we all did that second game we played is we all drew train cards for like six or seven turns in a row we were just drawing cards drawing cards and we all had these huge decks and then eventually someone you know we placed or we placed routes but Mm -hmm. the other the other side of that coin is just to keep drawing train cards till you have there were so many colors like black and orange i had i had six of each and i was just like i even put them on the table like face down i was like i know i have six of these i just have to figure out like what six like where i want to put them for what reason you know it's like pretty soon six is the most you ever need in one color so pretty soon you just like have them all so and that probably leads in maybe to one another one that you were saying might have on your list would be the strategy to completely abandon your destination tickets and like you draw three at the beginning, you take the two lowest points of those two, say fuck it, and build as many, try to get as many six trains and screw over everybody else as much as you can. Right. So I mean you're gonna lose, you're just okay to potentially lose say, you know, fifteen points or whatever. That's maybe a couple high cards. So you're probably gonna get one decent card, but Right. <clears throat> so again, you just completely abandon it. Maybe you do one but not your strategy your strategies try to build the five six trains or something get that's a lot of points it is i mean 75 points just by building six trains and uh, and hopefully screwing over somebody else and taking so trying to play the subtract so you don't get yours so you're subtracting your cards like play that try to get them negative Right, complete your two your two simple routes at first, and then get as many or, big turns yeah, as you can. Or just completely forget the the routes. Oh, yeah, that's just true. like just taking it. Just say, okay, well, with this, like if you get eleven points in your hand, like a five and a six, or like a four, even like twenty points, like okay, well, I can I can make that up with one six train and a and a little train, and then you just build trains and you're just building points. 
that like you guys are saying that's not really where you get the points isn't necessarily from completing those routes it's just not losing those points that's the big yeah and that's the strategy i ended up doing that second game is i drew i ended up taking two destination tickets when we have to at the very beginning and i never drew a single other one right and i made sure and completed those and then just got as many sixes as possible yeah so like a really simple strategy and it happened to work out you know that one time i think i also got longest road but that was a little bit random i didn't like set out to do it um I think I'm just going to quickly rifle through these, see if they resonate with you guys. But one of them is to um, so connect two major cities. So like do like let's say you don't even have the Los Angeles to New York card, but you just do that. And then once you can do that successfully in your shortest route, just start drawing destination tickets and seeing like little offshoots you have to make to get your cities connected. Um, Another fun one that I thought of was sorry, do you? No, I was just that that sounds that sounds viable. <laughs> yeah. I mean it's kind of a bummer if you don't actually get that destination like New York to to LA because that's a lot of points to get that done. But right. you you build trains and you get there. I mean yeah, that's you're still awarding either yeah. way. Yeah. Um but I thought a fun strategy that I haven't actually got to try out was pick a city like New York or Los Angeles and just build all the routes around it. Just cut off cut off Denver by Right. building every single route around denver that would be cool and make it so people a can't go to denver and b can't use it as like a pass through um, to get to there and spot. any card you're drawing like From it doesn't denver even on. have it doesn't even have to be denver like it could be like you said could be like seattle over to oklahoma city and you're already gonna have through denver you're already gonna have two done like into denver and out of denver right so just like maybe two more yeah. is gonna get you and you could do that like in a huge circular like midwest area you know yep I like that one actually. Um, the last one is just to think about like I really just started getting. I wanted to sit down and build like a spreadsheet and and run the numbers, but thinking about the six trains being the most points you can get. So I I figured out the the different point values per car based on the size of your train. Uh, we started to talk about this the other night, but just for everybody's, if you have a one car or a two car train, it's one point per car. Right, and that's that's it. If you have a three car train, it's one point three points per car in your train. If it's four cars, um, you have one point seven five points per car, uh, and then five cars is two to one, so it's two points per car. And then six cars are two point five points per car. Right. So if you just think about everybody, there's and then there's only one of every color for the six car trains and one of every color for the five car trains on the board so if you just think about like six car trains for example you could go down this path of like okay there are three of us playing which means there are nine there are nine six car trains on the board and so if there are three of us playing like my fair share is three six car trains Mm. and so my whole goal is to get more than that to take away from you guys getting six car trains yeah you know and so making that your strategy of just like getting more than your fair share of the large large train cars yeah and making that your final goal and then once that's done like go on to building your routes yeah i was gonna say if you could pair that with at least making sure the initial routes you got weren't wasted like weren't um going against you at the end right then yeah totally right and if you have five people you know it boils down to like you have to get two six car trains before Mm -hmm. anybody else and you start taking away from other people being able to do that same thing so I think that kind of wraps up our strategy talk. I think in conclusion, the simplicity of the game it does not de- 
determine how much strategy can be thrown into this game. You can sit and literally think about what strategy you're going to try next to add to your favorite part, AJ. Yeah. Of like, what am, I'm just going to try something and sure. see how it pans out. And right. there's so many things you can try. You literally have a list of things. I have a yeah. list and it's growing. <laughs> I literally started on my phone. I'm like, oh my God, that'd be so fun to try that. And the you one know? thing that add the one little detail that adds to that is how fast the game can be played. It's like an hour long game. So like you can play a game and it takes an hour. It's like so easy to just play another game. You right. know, like usually game nights, like you, you're planning on three or four hours. So it's cool to be able to play multiple games, try all those strategies. Plus with the number of people you can play with, which is, mm-hmm. you know, you can sit down and just challenge your wife or yep. your buddy or I actually whatever. would love to play a five player game. Like I haven't played, I've played a two player and then two three player games, but I haven't played a four or a five yet. Should we go there next, or should we just? I was just say no, no. We're naturally going there, I know, but sorry. Let's 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 not. Let's uh let's jump into whether you should be drinking or not. Okay, Josh, what are your opinions? Do I think you should drink or not? I think if you're sitting down to play a quick game, potentially don't drink while you're doing that because it again makes you a little bit more unaware of how fast turns go <laughs> so it could make the game take a little longer that's true but as we but i hate to just rehash was fun to be had? it was really fun and that's what i say uh us we we like to drink while we play and this game does not uh does not hamper the ability to drink while you're playing it's very simple mm-hmm. it's color matching uh at at, at its base and that's if, a good if, point though <laughs> orange looks a lot like red, red. yeah when so you're who? when you're drunk oh okay. <laughs> okay it's true all right and then if you have an orange card next to a yellow card it blends together people think it's nope you orange <laughs> red if you have a red card next to a yellow card <laughs> You can play those say, wait, as an orange. Yeah, I'm not good at my primary colors. I was gonna say dark, but, dark yellow. But I think <laughs> I think this game absolutely falls into a fun drinking game. There's, it's very again the simplicity of it leads into making it a a drinking game. I mean, there's there's so much you can add to it. It's that of course you want to drink while you're playing it. I want to drink while I'm playing it. What are you? I'm not gonna. I don't have anything to add. I agree. I think drink up. That's it's it. a very simple gonna... game. The games we say not to is like when it's a lot of complicated stuff going on. You should probably like think about multifaceted. That's not this game. Do you think your chances of winning increase or decrease? I mean, probably not increase, but do you think they decrease the the more you drink? I think they do. I think that's true of all games. I think but this game is they decrease less than most games. Probably because yeah, most but games yes. you have like an overarching long play. This one you have at most potentially two overarching long plays your destination cards i gotcha and you can absolutely for like we were saying you could forget about those and still potentially win if all you're doing is building trains long trains good trains again i don't think drinking is going to make you do something stupid i mean it's not just gonna yet like again nothing you can do Besides, I guess, if you're drinking and you go with the strategy of just taking destination tickets, which sounds ridiculous. You would do Yeah, so that's what I mean. Like, uh, unless you go that route, there's really only one way to lose points. Like we said, there's one way. 
So and if you don't do that, you're yeah. positive. You are making positive decisions no matter what you do. That's true. Well, and I guess I guess maybe I just thought of something like it, the game does get a lot more complicated if you have a strategy that includes lots of destination right. tickets. Not necessarily like your strategy is like only that. Obviously, you don't want to do that. But if you want to draw multiple, so at the end of the game, you have six or eight of those and you're trying to get them all to work, like that's a little tough to keep that all in mind. And so and make it all happen. If that's what you want to do strategy wise, maybe maybe that's the one that I would say like being pretty drunk would be hard to keep that in mind. But otherwise, plus there comes a point towards the end where you have to think about even if you have the even if you have a route to get from city to city, you might not have enough trains mm, to, yeah. to get there. Yeah, know? which and oh, I fucked that up. Yeah, 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 just the other night I was like, can I? Back that up. I'll take that card off the deck. I, yeah. I only have six trains, actually. <laughs> right. I, I guess I was drinking. But when we did play, when I played with Courtney and Tristan, and at the end of the game, I was like, oh, sweet. I'll just like have all my routes done. They had tons of trains left. I was like, obviously the closest one to going out. And I was like, ah, oh, cool. I'll just get six orange. And I'll, my last turn, I'll just play six orange. And I'm like, sweet. So I spent maybe... Four or five rounds, just trying to get a couple more orange. And I'm like, oh, sweet, I got it. And then I'm like, I only have four fucking trains. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I spent, like, I literally just gave, like, Tristan started building all, so he was catching up. And I was just like, oops. Well, I want 15 points. I got not worried about that. And then it's like, not oh, train. fucker. Yep. That's literally that's exactly, all you can do is build That's four. exactly what I realized when I was going to play that time. I was like, wait, if I do this. I'm going to use two of these trains. I only have six. Like, I need to just not do that because <laughs> right. I want to build the six at the end. I at least caught myself before I went too far. You know, that brings up not to yeah. go back to strategy, but I'm going to go back to strategy. That brings up, an, I'm going to add it to my list. Get rid of your trains as fast as you can and oh, screw yeah. everybody yeah. else out of being able to play them. Sure. Because you know? if you have trains left in your bank, then you're just, that's not points. Right. Yep. You're not scoring. It's yeah. almost taking points away. Right. It basically is. Yep. You know, the other fun thing about being the drunk person and just build, just, oh my God, I'm collecting yellow and I'm just going to build a yellow. Who gives a shit where it is? Um, that's a really quick way to throw wrenches in everybody yeah. else's plans. And you might end up actually just kind of accidentally winning because people can't complete their, their destination yep. tickets. You're blocking people. You're like quickly using your trains. Yeah. Yeah. So. And my one strategy looks exactly like a drunk strategy. Like all of a sudden, I'm like, I'll build one here, and I'll build one here, and I'll. You were doing that the other night, and I was like, and I'll build one here. You actually screwed me a couple. Especially connect them all, and at the end, it makes sense. But I was like, huh, it looks like a drunk strategy. Oh fuck it, I'll build one here. Sure. Especially when like Josh understands. Especially when like one person builds one, like say Robbie's first route that he builds in the entire game is like a five yellow like if you're able to just for fun just like build on either end like immediately yeah, right. like, yeah. i don't know where you're going but you ain't going there now yeah exactly. <laughs> just build the next connection city yep all like, over oh. our very first time playing jeremy made the mistake of like he had a i think it was i don't know i'm gonna i'm gonna mess this up probably it was like denver to la and there's three there's like three train routes you can take he built the denver one and he built the <laughs> la one and it was like Obviously, you're going to try to build that one. So, you know, you, I stole yeah. that from him. That was like the first one. And he was I like, made. oh, shit, how'd you know I was Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, there is a little strategy to that of like, how do you... Totally. How do you do that? And that maybe does play into like your drunk effect. Yeah. Like, Well, that's why I, I like to go from one city, 
like don't come together. Like go from one to the other because if you happen to you get never blocked, know gonna end. you can go around. Right. Yeah. And like maybe like he couldn't. Like he maybe still could have, but. Like, well, and those two trains are wasted because they're yeah. just out into nothing. And points. you don't know. And you have to go like way like, around. Technically, if you go from one city like aimed in a direction, nobody knows where you're actually going. Right. Yeah. Unless unless like, you have like the cards memorized. LA to you know Seattle. There's no. And like you get yeah. to Seattle. There's, there's only very, Toronto left. Like right. there's a, like you can pigeonhole And yourself. maybe you know like maybe or there Florida. is no Toronto. Or maybe there is no Seattle to LA. So you know they have to be going to Toronto. Yeah. You know, or something like that. Something like that, yeah. So drink, drink, drink away, drink well, up. Have we ever said? Have a great time. Don't drink. Uh, cult. cult. <laughs> Did we cult? like collectively? Cult, I think was. I overwhelmingly think, I think like, one I think, of us even was like, ah, you're gonna lose. You're not gonna understand the game anyway. You might as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I was saying, yeah. If you're playing that, go ahead. And just give you might as well stuff. lose and be drunk. <laughs> right. At least you'll have a good time. <laughs> let's go with let's let's go on to number of people. How many of you guys played with? What's your what's your range right now? Three. A two and a three and another three. Just threes. Threes. Two and a three. Two was fun. We were able to... We didn't block each other. Most of, There was so much area for us to sort of do what we wanted to do. But there wasn't a lot of defense being played. I would love to play a five-person game. I think it would be think hard. I think it would be really hard. The only one I haven't played is a four. Okay. How did five go? Uh, five is really fun because it opens up... Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's four or five that can use the double train yeah, routes, yeah. right? True. So you can't use the double train routes on on one or two or three or one or one. Yeah, <laughs> five opens that up, which is kind of interesting because it's not so much that like to use Denver El Paso yeah. again. You know, Denver to El Paso has two people that can go along that route. So just because you can kind of like hold off a little bit on those double routes, you can say like I'm going to wait until. I'm going to wait until Josh plays between Denver and whatever the uh, Santa Fe. Yeah. And then if he does, now I know it's game time. Like, yeah. I have to play the other one yeah. if I want that route. Yeah. But in a two- or three-person game, as soon as somebody takes that, it's done. Yeah. You know? Shuts so it, it kind of opens that up, which is pretty fun. Yeah. I'd um, like to play five or even a four. But five yeah. would be cool. It's really crowded, I'm going to guess. It's it's a little more crowded. You can see that like people Catan. start to take over yeah. different areas. Like you were saying, you were saying, I think, Josh, about... Treston and, and Courtney were all on the East Coast, yeah. and you're just like managing the West. That like doesn't happen in a five player yeah. game because everybody is like everywhere, everywhere. Um, but it, I mean, it is crowded and it takes longer. That's like the other part that I think was cool. But from a two person to a five person, you know, like it's it's just as soon as somebody can get rid of their trains, the game's over. And if there are five people that have to go, it's like everybody has roughly on average the same number of turns. Yeah. Yeah. In in a given game. I don't remember how long we all played our games. Adina and I played a game in like forty five minutes. Just the two of us. And so I wonder, does that hold up like about twenty minutes per person? Or twenty five? But it's probably are close. We, or half, probably even half hour. hour. So did we take an hour and a half? I think we took between an hour and hour and a half. I don't remember exactly. We played pretty quick though with three the other night. Yeah, I mean, just relatively it's quickly. Not There's... Us, I mean, not us, not us, but but I had a game <laughs> that went relatively. I think our first game took night. like an hour and a half, but it I think the like second game was quicker. Hours. Yeah, so after hours, I was berated enough, then I started going faster. It plays out roughly the same. Like all the same strategies are there with two or or right. five people. Um, but not a, not a ton different, which is pretty cool. I think that's kind of a cool aspect. Do the do the destination tickets end up getting fulfilled like at the same rate? It's I would think I would that like with five that. people, uh, there'd be a lot of destinations that got blocked. 
in the, in the few games I that I played, I, there wasn't that many. I think you have to make mm-hmm. a conscious choice because there are so many ways to get around routes. You know, um, so I think if people are making conscious choices, there was more blocking. There was more like, I need this route. I'm not just doing it to screw you. I need this one to get to my destination. Yeah, you know, and so it happens to block. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's that. I just think, thinking about it, I think I would enjoy a five-person game the most. Just the way this game plays. I think that would... I would think so. I haven't played that, but I just the way the game is, it adds a lot more. Like, like we were saying, it's pretty pretty shallow pool um as far as the gameplay so any any little quirks you add just just make it a little more a little more of what it is so you really get into those aspects the blocking the uh losing points yeah because again in the smaller games it's i mean not that it didn't happen but I could see people wanting to maybe go the try to get more points from completing destinations out of the five person because there's less trains to build so you kind of need those points mm-hmm. or less routes to take i guess more people vying for the same number of routes so you kind of need those extra points to mm. seems like that would make it a little more destinations would be more powerful yeah. with more people i think the, there's one small aspect that changes from even from two to three is the fact that you don't recycle the train cards I think oh. in a in a two person game, I've never taken the discard pile and reshuffled Have it back reshuffle. in. Yeah. So every, so you saw a yellow go through. That's the only time you're going to see that yellow, and okay. that can play into like like you're not going to get all the yellows. Yeah. You know, true. But even especially to a later in the game, game, like if you like if you wait till the deck is getting really low, and you're like, oh, with my last turn, I'll just get six yellows. Well, good luck. Maybe like did you right. count the card? Like did you count them? Are there six yellows left? Like maybe there's not even six yellows in there. Right, because there's only 12 of each card mm-hmm. anyway. Yep. So to even get a six, you've used half the cards in a two-player game. Right. Mm-hmm. You're just never going to see those again. Yep. So that's kind of interesting. And I think in a three-person game, we shuffled probably once, and it probably just keeps you know, yeah. scaling up from there. Yep. All right. Guest questions? Questions. <laughs> Let me check our Rory? social media real Rory? quick. Nope, none today. No. <laughs> Nobody. Turns out I don't think we have maybe but one comment on any of our <laughs> posts yep. and it might have been me saying nice nice picture <laughs> we don't get a lot of uh more comments. people are listening Active. than oh, they yeah. are commenting <laughs> post question um aj you got one i do Ba-da-ba-da. you do nice yes all right thought of one thought of one just Hit a second ago all right in uh the course of taking your turn you are able to draw two uh colored cards from the five face up or the deck or you can draw that one wild card and in the games that i've played it kind of feels like certain people are more willing to take that wild card because it only allows you to have the one card on that turn but it's a wild card obviously so my question to you two are my question to you two is do you like taking wild cards even though it's only the one card i tend not to take the wild card i think overall if if it's coming down to like i need a card and my color's not out there and i just need one more to play a six train or a six car train or whatever then maybe i'll take that wild card because it's a guarantee but in general i will take two cards because i'm i will you know two two is better than one yep so yeah i'm on that same i think it's 100 percent. if i need a specific card 
Even if it's like I de I need a blue, like I, I want three blues. Even if it's three or two or something like that, I find myself if I don't see it out there and there's a wild, like well, sure thing. So I take the right. shot if I need it. So just did reset, like so you would you if, would have like a chance at drawing two off the top of the deck, right? To get like a blue or whatever, but you'd rather have that sure thing even though it's one card. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's usually where I tend to. If I have no idea what I'm doing, I take the two every time. Yeah. It's just two, and that helps build my strategy. But if I already have what I want, and I'm like, okay, this one needs to get built, I'll take the wild. Nice. You know, I think there's a perfect saying for this. One right. one in the hand beats two in the bush. Except one. we all chose <laughs> two instead of one. So it's the opposite But of I'm the saying same. one, if you need a card, you need a card. one wild yeah. beats yeah. two random that yeah. might not work out. True. Yeah. Right. I don't have anything to add to answer my own question after after you two go, of course. Oh, thanks. I'll just say I agree. I, nice. I'd rather have two cards. All right. My question for you guys is, it's not really a question. It's a statement. Describe <laughs> the ideal person. Like, who would you recommend this game to? I, I, I might fuck it up for the rest of you, but I can't think of a specific person. I, I think this game is so... It's all encompassing. Like I can't think of. I was trying to think of a person who wouldn't like this game to to go on the counter of that, and I would think it'd be somebody who loves multifaceted board games with a bunch of aspects of like control. Like like deep board gamers might can might look down on this because it's such a simple. Anybody can play. You don't have to be a gamer to play this game there's no like built-in things that you know from playing other games or you, you don't have to bring anything with you hmm. so i would i would say i would recommend this game to people who don't play games maybe that's that would be my if if a bunch of people came over the reason i would pull this out would be if um the majority of them didn't play games let's say the majority of five people not a bunch of people <laughs> up to five people half of the appropriate yes. amount of people to have over currently yeah i'd say i would i would say COVID this game situation. is perfect for people who don't actively delve into board games that would be who i would recommend it to i don't i don't think i would add anything that's what i would have said like the sort of strategy game that like people who like strategy games can play with people who don't hmm. you know it's kind of a cool little little bit of a mix i think jaws in that way was kind of like that like a fun game for someone who doesn't really like play that many board games like it can be fun because it's pretty sure. simple simple um but this is even more of that you know it can be fun for someone who's kind of like eh, carcassonne terrible just takes forever you know or risk or any of them yeah cult yeah we don't even know that's state that's level up stage <laughs> five or whatever you're like i only like games like cult yeah but even then, like you said, that might oh. they might be able to well, find some value in this. Come on over, I'll kick you in the nuts. <laughs> play, we'll play Colt, Rochambeau, all the games you like. Yeah, all yeah. those fun ones. I don't have anything what, to what add to you... either. I think the coolest uh, on top of that, if I'm sitting down to play, like if I'm sitting with one of you and it's let's play a game, this is a cool game to bring out as a as a two player game. That's true. You, know, you have I like, like that part of it. Chess, and you have. Ticket to Ride, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, or something. I don't yeah. know. There's there's much simpler games. There's much more complex games for for Contain two players. If you have the internet, if you have the internet specifically, mm -hmm. um, or just or the dice or the card game. Yeah, but yeah, I would recommend it for two people because it's a fun. Like I could see, I I imagine 
sitting down with my grandpa and like playing this on a on an afternoon like right, what a great right. time you know just super simple yeah i'm 10 years old again and and just building trains this you know and over time as a kid maybe it's very simple for me um and i don't think that much about it i try to get my orange train but then as i get older it like becomes more and more complex as i as i grow maybe with, that's with another cool point sort of in that same light is like if you have kids and you're like ready to move on from Candyland. And like they really want to play games with you. Like this is a really cool game to play with, like Simple. a young kid that mm-hmm. you can also have fun with and teach them some strategy and some stuff. They can grow with this game until they're ready for something else like Risk or Catan or something. For sure, right? It's basic. It's at its base color matching. It's yep. a color matching game. Yeah, it's perfect for kids. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I don't even know what the what the whatever it was called. Um, Intro or. Learn to ride. Oh yeah, first journey. First journey. First journey. I don't, I'm not sure what first journey would add to this that would make it more accessible to children besides maybe smaller rides. Is the I was gonna say is the board smaller? I, I think was, it is well, smaller. So like same board, but like say half the routes or something. I think so. I think I was listening to the Every Night's Game Night podcast, and he was doing kids games, and he said that it essentially, I believe, it takes out like the destination cards. And okay. You, you're just building. It's color matching, building trains. That makes that sense. That's by far base, the most complicated you get four part. Four colors. Of it. You you build trains. Like it's mm. just a color matching game. Got it. Cool. That's pretty so. cool. Which you could just you could just you could do, do that. that right. Yeah. You, yeah. Just you just take out. Just, you could even you win. Don't really. take ticket cards. You just you can even just completely take. If that you're out. good enough at right. like the sixes and fives, like that's not even you're not even like dumbing down a strategy. Like you could win doing that. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. You can totally beat your kids. Yeah, this totally. Game you like, I'm going to play with, with like, Elnora this afternoon. Smackdown. Yeah, worker. Whoop, whoop, yeah, I'm going to 100 to 2. <laughs> yep. Dummy. She kept yeah. trying to play four different colored trains. She yeah. doesn't even know how to game Trying to eat the game board. <laughs> okay. All right, Josh, what's your question? What's um, your question, Josh? Well, I do have a question, and it's I'm kind of open-ended. So this game has been referred to multiple times on the... Board game forums as a gateway game. It's a great gateway game for people who aren't gamers. Very similar to Catan, but I would even say that this game is simpler and more uh, more of a gateway game than Catan. Agree. And so on. Kind of, it sort of piggybacks off of Robbie's, since he thought of his question right after I told him mine. <laughs> Uh, Typical. And it's kind of how I answered his question anyways. But I personally see this game as a perfect, (laughs) to me, the perfect gateway game to get people who aren't gamers into gaming or deck builder kind of games. Can, I mean, without going too crazy, can you think of another game that is as simple but as expansive into gaming strategy can you can you think of another one that's so simple but again has a multifaceted strategy portion to it Catan's a good example of like another one but i agree with you that this is like more simple more user-friendly like i would go from this to Catan. to Catan, yeah, yeah. Catan's like a great step after this yep. one right um, yeah i don't know more complex i, I can't think of Without getting even simpler than this, which I think you're really like in danger of getting into just like a kids, kids game. game. Yeah, um, I mean, I'll 
I'll play Hungry Hungry Hippos if you guys want to play. But, it, I mean, as far as Smoky. I don't know how much of a gateway kind of game goes the that direction. is. Yeah, it right. goes the other way. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I, yeah, like I said, no pushback. I, I think that's, I think this is the perfect gateway game. The only thing I can think of is there's a couple of card games that I've played that are, that are similar. Not like, not with like a deck of cards, but specifically like a specific set of cards. For example, there's one called Five Crowns. Um, and it's by the people who make set. Even set okay. actually is a really yeah. good game. Oh, yeah. Um, just like very basic rules. Five Crowns is like a, draw a card trying to make sets and pairs mm-hmm. groups and sets like rummy uh-huh. yeah. yep and there's there's very little like there's some strategy in there you have a choice between either the card that's showing or a random card and you have a choice on what you discard so you right. have a couple of choices to make um but the gameplay is very simple same thing with skull king which i think i've played with you before aj but yeah probably not you josh that game is really fun that's actually man that's actually a good one for our list i think it's it's definitely like a really it's like good a card, card game. It's kind of card. a card game, but that's actually a really fun game. It's really fun. Yeah. yeah, let's maybe add that, and we can like look into it whether it would actually make yeah. sense. But <laughs> but it kind of falls in the right. same category of like you just pick a card. It's a trump. It's a trump game. So like pick a card, play it, and see what happens. You know. But then from there you can do all kinds of stuff. So mm-hmm. I would say that some of the card games fit into this same category. I actually, kind of thought of. I don't a, disagree with you though. Of a point that's yeah. that's not. I don't know if it fits. I mean, you guys, will let, you guys will let me know. But say it's a, <laughs> not a person who's looking for a gateway into gaming at all, but a person who's way more of like a social game player. Like right. they don't play board games, but they play a lot of like they get together in huge groups and play social games. I think in that situation, Secret Hitler would be a great yeah. gateway game into like strategy games huh. for like the social game player party game player okay um but that's not even really the question you asked so well there, that's might, a little that's a little different this I actually saying, this, i mean this might to go between what you're both saying this might be that good gateway for people who typically play card games um which typically oh, yeah. we do we play a lot of golf and rummy and stuff on, with just sure. cards this is a you know, very good very good way to go from Maybe maybe it is a good transition game. Yeah, not, I agree. Not to say so. It's so simple to getting into an actual board game, not just a deck builder, but a deck builder where a board comes yeah. into. Because board. cards are a big part of this game, so right. it takes that aspect and just adds a board. shifts it to an and, actual yeah. board game yep. layout. So yeah, that's a good point. Nice. Bonus like question: Could a colorblind person play this game? Yes. You think the co- I don't know the rules about. <laughs> Josh. Josh is the expert on color blindedness. What you I mean, got? They I mean, look different enough. Different shades of gray. Well, the cards are different. Oh, that's true. And you're not. <laughs> I mean, maybe all the orange cards are the same. Like if you color. have four colorblind people oh, playing together, it might be tricky. What about the they actually? Pieces? That's what so, I'm saying. The only part that would be difficult is the actual routes. No, so that's not true. They they have symbols actually that go with each. They're train. not on the board. They are. No, Gu- guarantee. Got it. It's right here. I what can about on see the, the what about on the, on the track? No, what, watch. What about on the game pieces themselves? Yeah, I know, but what yeah, about they on have the different pieces. pieces? They have different colors. For your for your own pieces. your own color. Somebody else counts the pieces. That's what I mean. Maybe if yeah. you have four colorblind people. Is that what you're <laughs> about all no. If no, you have four I, colorblind okay. people, I wish you might I wouldn't not have be asked. able to play this game. <laughs> 
Well, no, I, I think, think that's you a, could totally play. I kind of wondered why they had all those symbols, and that actually is a pretty good, pretty yeah. good point. You know, yeah. Like if you can't tell the difference between those colors, you can use the symbols. This game is approved for colorblind players, and also CBPs. Social? Is it too early? Chug it, chug it. I train? feel like it gets it's closer. The, it's at the intersection. Is it down at the, the precipice? It, it'll get louder. It's about to. Okay. It's about to rumble on through. Well, I think I actually think we should quickly maybe discuss Roy's question because I think it's there's room in this game. I think so too. Is a dog getting meantime, hit by a train right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a dog outside getting hit by a train. Shout out to my dog's fellas. Oh yeah, yo. For those of you at home, we're drinking for the train. Any fun uh, rule changes or fun aspects of the game that you would change? You know, I joked about this being the same question we ask every time that I didn't actually think about it. <laughs> I thought of a couple of fun ones that I've taken notes of. So if you don't have one, I could start us off. I know that's not no, Robbie, why don't you oh, is that Why don't you ask a question and then start us off? <laughs> All right. So I've got one. Um, just start off immediately. You can't discard any destinations you draw. Destination Ooh. tickets. As a fun Ooh, variation. I just would never draw Yeah, them. From the beginning. Well, I mean, though, from the beginning, you'd you get have three, to take but three. I would never take, no, I would never take right. another one. That'd Probably. kind of fun, though. But it'd be cool if you just like can't discard the, the one crappy well, one. What if you have to take... So on your turn, your first thing, you have to take a destination, and then you draw your cards. So every single turn you get a new destination. Whether so or not the longer, you so the longer good. the game goes on, so it's the in more your best interest to go quick. Yeah, like mm. really. So quick. every single round you have to take a destination card, whether God or not damn, you build you a are train. really good at making up rules. That'd be fun. you really are. That's really good. It's <laughs> pretty awesome. Your like spy rule made me like for a week. I was like, God, I want to play Secret Hitler. <laughs> Secret against Hitler. No, I was listening to Secret Hitler yesterday. Actually, Vanessa was listening to it, and I was just like thinking about the spy thing. Again. It was during that part. So I was good. Like, oh my god. Um, I got nothing. What about this? At random times, maybe you set a timer, and at random times you have to shuffle your destination tickets, and everybody passes one randomly to the left. That would be cool, <laughs> Josh. Cool. Actually, in the moment, right. well, when we were playing the other day, Josh had uh, Josh had a, like a rule change, where if you build a train on either end of someone else's train, it oh, like yeah. changes their color. Oh, so yeah, you yeah. could steal Othello. like steal routes. The Othello change in the middle. That'd be that'd be really cool, especially if cool. you did it on the end of like a long, like a really long, like New York to LA, right. and then you build like a one and a one. And it just stole the whole oh fucking thing. And use the rest of your trains, and then it's over. Yeah, like so yeah. You, you would have to have like you that steal many trains, out, though. Take all the trains, and then next turn's over. Right. <laughs> that wow, be, that'd be cool. Maybe there could be a rule. Yeah, like it's only, only, only single routes can be stolen like, or yeah, something. Yeah, in between hubs. Yeah, that's true, but like between cities or mm-hmm. something. That'd be fun. That'd be cool. The last one I thought of was... Um, Instead of playing like until your trains are out, just find, let's say, you know, there's like the L.A. to L.A. to New York route um, or destination ticket. Find all the ones that are similar to that, like right around 20 points or whatever, and give and sh- randomly give those to everybody. Everyone and has to have one. The first person to complete that is oh. the, is just the winner. That'd be cool. Done. Oh, that's cool. Face up. 
You could play face, face up. up. Why not? <laughs> like you know where everybody's going. Yeah. Be, that, yeah. Why not? I'd fuck you. Another one I didn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> thought of. But then you like, would just never win. Yeah. That's like the other problem. What if instead of longest road yeah. or longest route, what if you added another mm-hmm. card that was longest loop, where your track had to literally oh, go back to the same? Like it had to be a circle. Mm. And so that maybe that too. never even gets used. Like maybe no one even ever does it. But if you could do it. And then someone else could like do it like a, and you would just count like longest, but longest loop. loop. And, but it had to connect to each other. That'd be cool. I did see in one of the expansions, they have one for the most, like the, I can't remember what they called it, but it was just whoever completed the most destination tickets. You get an extra 10 points for that. Oh, that makes sense. It's like like the largest army type of thing. Yeah. Definitely kind of in the back at the moment. Seems, seems like most people, that's not their strategy. Right complete yeah you know, playing with robbie you have yeah. you by far just have drawn like the most of any player i've played with which includes you josh and adina so not yeah. a big surprise <laughs> crushing it yeah yeah we played the other night and courtney and Tristan never took another the whole time i got mine completed fairly quickly <laughs> <laughs> robbie's the microphone nazi i had to fix the audio you had to you fuck, didn't do josh, you had to fuck the audio that's what you had to do Robbie, just go. It was Me and fine. AJ are going to talk about you had to, some All quiz- you had to do in the editing process is turn his audio up. Quisitions. I regret nothing. I regret, <laughs> regret nothing. All right, let's dive into ratings, shall we? I we think shall. we should. Okay, I'm going to go first because I'm first on the list. Please do. As far as the rules go for this game, I think this game is easy to learn. It's easy to play. You spelled learn with a P there. <laughs> <laughs> I thought right. we were trying to avoid peas because of our pop filter. All right. Well, then it's actually easy to learn also. Right. It's easy to learn. It's easy to play. It's hard to master. As we've talked about, there's a bunch of different strategies you can try out. And who knows which one's going to work. So I think it's it's pretty hard to master. Um, so those are all my top, my top ratings. And I think the only time I'm going to take away from my rating of this game is the, the real life application of the rules. I think it's a very fun game, but I don't think building, I don't think like connecting routes with cards has anything that you can apply to real life. So Especially I'm giving it a nine. Considering that's like a group of friends, like with a bet, and like to see who can travel around right, different right. countries, and you do so by like playing cards and building rails. It's <laughs> yeah, little, exactly. Yeah. So I'm so, giving it a nine overall. Take nine. that one point away. All right, Josh, you you're saying the storyline of the game doesn't lead into the game. Yeah, it's essentially. It's very much. There's no part of like the actual gameplay that mimics real life. To the point where I didn't even know that this game was about a million dollar <laughs> wager until AJ literally said it right a minute ago. Yep. yep. I just exactly. made that up. It's not even. Don't read the. No, I read it on don't the back. Don't read the instructions. <laughs> In fact, I, uh, I didn't during a extended break, I may or may not have read the whole back of the box. <laughs> so, and I learned so, it there too. So that's my rating. Rules and playability. Cool. I give it a nine. AJ? Hard nine. Are you ready for I mean, a strategy? Next, yeah, I can be ready for a strategy. Okay, go for it. Um, there's not a whole lot to get into. This is a simpler game than we're used to strategy-wise. Um, I do love that the gameplay itself is simple, and it allows for your strategy to sort of take center stage. But it is a very easy game to think about your strategy. So I think... Um, all that said, I'm going to give it a six for strategy. Six. Six. Strategy. Got it. 
if an eight-year-old can have a strategy to play a game, it can't be a super high-scoring strategy game, in my opinion, in my ranking, my own personal. It's very ageist, but I see yeah, what you're saying. Yeah, it is ageist, yeah. It makes yeah, sense. I don't like eight-year-olds. Why would you? Uh, Josh, I guess that does take it to me and the replayability of the game, which I think we talked about. Obviously, with many games that are deck builders, every game is different because you get different things. So that leads into this game being awfully replayable. And it's fun. Again, it's very simple. So it's not like a mundane game. It's it's simple but fun. So this game is absolutely replayable. It is a 10. A 10. A 10. A 10. All right. First in-person 10. A 10. Damn, first in person. <laughs> uh, yeah, this game, you don't lose anything the more you play it. It's the same game, and it's not like, again, the only thing that takes away is you might know specific routes a little better. But it doesn't. I don't think knowing that deters from it's like an 8.33 playing games. That is an 8.33 repeating. Ish, of course. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I feel like most of our games are 8.3, 8.6. We like games in the 8-ish <laughs> range, you know? Yeah. Have we, we had a 9? We don't ever rate don't the same. I don't, I don't think, think we've, we've ever all given it the same no. rating for that. Too. There were two tens. The very first time we did this, you both gave it a ten, and I you gave me shit for not going ten. Oh, for pandemic. Yeah, it's probably our highest rated. Oh, yeah. I probably should have given it a ten. You probably should have. That was our first game we rated. Everyone was all like, <laughs> "It was new." Kid in a candy shop, like just so you excited. Just, just handed out tens. There's a ten. I got a fucking ten in my pocket. <laughs> Call me Aaron Burr. I think eight point three is a pretty, pretty. Uh, it's a good it's game. A pretty realistic score for this. You know, game as one far of these times, our three categories go. Maybe this time we should. Maybe like every like three games or so, we should like uh, recap, recap what games have gotten what score just to put it in perspective. Or we just have like maybe, maybe we because this is probably it. like our this is probably middle of the road, right? As far as like ratings we've given, maybe even. What do you bit. mean by middle? I of think the road. it might be like number. It's pretty high. As like far 8. as like 3? overall score goes? Yeah, like how many okay, how so. many below 8.3 have we even done? Have we even done a 7? I don't think we've ever done a 7. It seems like we, we need to go ahead and put that data together in yeah. one place. Like we, should, our, we need a leaderboard. Yeah, like yeah. we should do this BGSC at some point. Leaderboard. And by that I mean next time when we yeah. can prepare for it. I got you. I'm going to add a call. I, I know exactly. We'll have a leaderboard. I nice. got it. Great. Robbie's going to nerd out over it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Can't wait till we get our first ten. Speaking of leaderboards, I started a scoreboard for us. Mm, I heard you. Should we winning. have an update? Yeah, we update. should. Yeah. We should do this every we, time. Yeah. Hey okay. guys, even though I hate since you, we played two games, the guy who created the scoreboard is winning. Hey, so I don't make the rules. You made the scoreboard after I'm, you started winning. Simple data. Yeah. That's all interesting. It is. But the timing is just. Um, so so far together, our rules for the scoreboard for the listening audience is that all three of us have to be there. It could be any number of other people there, but all three of us have to be there at a minimum. Um, so far, we've played 11 games like that over the course of all of our episodes. Uh, right now, pulling in third place is Joshua. Big J. Big J. Yeah, bronze. Uh, Papa J. Josh on, has... On the podium. Two on the podium. <laughs> <laughs> two out of the 11 games we played, which is an 18.2% winning percentage keep in mind that's that multi- in this in this uh in this god i can't think of the word but in this um thing you've created that multiple people can win <laughs> yes there true. are games right? so it's team-based 
Yeah. Game so did games. we ever all win Pandemic? So like we all got one. Uh, no. no, we lost. We lost. <laughs> we lost. We, we lost. Right. We didn't want but to talk about like that secret Hitler, right? Secret Hitler. Right. Yes. Two of us could have been liberals at some yeah. point. And Multiple so times. Two get a win I in lost. that situation. Yeah. In fact, Josh got a win in Jaws Truth. as one of the team members, one yep. of the crew members, and yep. a win in Secret Hitler. And I don't remember as one of the team members. As one of either fascists or liberals. Yeah, you, I was a fascist. you were a fascist, a fascist with Adina Santana and was Courtney and Santana. So, so far, Josh seems to only win team, team games, games. Where team people can carry <laughs> other yep. people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Guys, I'm a team player. <laughs> right. I do a lot of heavy lifting. <laughs> I do stuff to... nobody else wants to do. Yeah, like, like uh, dumb, be a fascist. Dumb moves. I do the stupid moves <laughs> yeah. that don't make you sense. You were defensive on Ticket to Ride. Um, that brings us to our second place player, which is... AJ this week. He has won five out of the 11 games. I thought played. you said five before, and that didn't include Ticket to Ride the other night. I thought I was five and you were six. No. That was after that? I think that was after that. Okay. That was after that. Just checking. Guess. I think it was four and four and five. And now we're, like that. now we're five and six or something. Yeah. Okay. Just checking. Well, thanks for throwing, thanks for giving it away. Well, yeah. Who I, the winner I was is, asking me, compa- it was compared to you. I gotcha. I already told so people. So you have won. Two rounds of Jaws, which is that one's a little. Uh, let's not let's not caveat. You've everything. only won one round of Secret Hitler. True. And you've worst. won a game of Catan, the only, uh, the only win in Catan on record for the scoreboard, and then you won Ticket to Ride one time. Mm-hmm. That leads us to our leader right now, which is me. Of course, he made the scoreboard with six, right. Also, <laughs> with has anyone points. checked this math? It's a lot I mean, of caveats. The only reason I'm winning is because I won the game, the one game of Cult that we counted. We should play cult again. That's it. Otherwise, it's this is here's we need a throwback. Let's talk about play all the episodes. the downside play of our fun. podcasting right now, and the downside is we play these games for like a week or two, <laughs> and then we podcast about them, and then part of the podcast and discussing and talking makes me want to play so bad, and we've totally. literally never, never played a game after we've podcasted about it's it because we're already like true. I yeah, know we're on to the next yeah, one. Yeah, we only have two which weeks. Is, I gotta know much but I feel like maybe we should take. Got to build a. Maybe we should go to a three-week situation, so that after we podcast, the first week is we play that game again. I have some fun, I have some ideas. Let's not and let's then, not bore our listeners with this. Yeah, they don't care about this. This is incredibly entertaining. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I mean, it's more entertaining. I have a. Than... I have a I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I can um, tell. All right. Sorry. I yeah. My bad. Sorry, just listeners. Kidding. I just was kidding. very excited. No, they probably not very close to the. I'm just because I'm pulse. Yes, yeah, well, I think what maybe you're saying is maybe in the future we'll podcast, and then the week after you may be able to see us play a game. Yeah, who knows? Could be <laughs> anything a, is possible. Get a video situation, exactly. or perhaps none of that will happen. Yeah, and probably we'll just not. continue doing what we're doing. Most well, likely, this will be our last podcast ever, and we'll disband <laughs> and not be friends right. anymore. We got together once. Ah, guys, that's not really for me. Seeing you guys yeah, doesn't I'm, really. I'm moving. Yeah. Asia. All right, so that kind of concludes our <laughs> scoreboard update. We will uh, we'll continue that on. I think that's a fun tradition to update the scoreboard. Totally. I agree. Hopefully, um, there's a new winner next time. Exactly. So, <laughs> the leader. I mean, there there will not be a Just, new leader. I know there won't be. I'm Predictions. Gonna... I'm going to still be on top. Wait. Predictions, Josh. No. What I are we going to play? Machikoro. Three. Machikoro. Ooh, I think four. Mm. At least. I think four. I'll be at least tied with you. No, because I'm going to win every game. Wow. 
So you're uh, going gonna... to I need 4. <laughs> so you're going to so you're not going to be winning either, but Robbie will still be winning because yes. I won't win one. Yes. Okay. But I'm going to win 4. Uh, Robbie no. Machu Picchu. I think Josh will win 2 games and I'll win one. That's my Machu Picchu. All right, well, if you want to weigh in on this controversy of who's going to be on top, please get in contact with us. There's a couple ways you can do that. One is through social media at BGSC Podcast. You can direct message us. You can comment on our photos, uh, whatever whatever works for you. You can also please. send us an email at boardgamesocialclub at gmail.com. Send us questions. Send us comments. If we've gotten something wrong, send us that as well. If you hate us, hell, send us some hate mail. Anything. All welcome. Selfies. Any mail at yeah, this point. Any mail would be great. <laughs> Just let us know we're not alone in the universe here. Yeah. If, if we are alone, it's okay. Yeah, we're doing fine. this for us. Yeah, so. Yeah, that sounded needy and sad. I, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't need to it. I kind of want it, but I don't, I, I don't know what you mean. This is just fun. All right, guys. Well, next time we're going to tackle a game called Machikoro. So please tune into that. If you guys have played Machikoro or want to get it between now and then and have any questions or want any talking points addressed or anything like that, please let us know on those social media pages. But we are looking forward to that game. So I said so, but I really was done with it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Like that kind of so. wraps it up for uh, for Ticket to Ride. Alright guys, thanks for listening to the BGSC. We'll see you next time at the Tabletop. Bye now. Josh slapped me once. I could get slapped. Or six times. Yeah. yeah. I told him he didn't want to do that again or he's going to have to walk home. <laughs> Yeah. And I think I made him walk home. <laughs> and, he definitely slapped And then, me. as it turned out, he walked home. Yeah, yeah we were in Michigan. That's fine. He He's was so worst. drunk, he just kept slapping me. And it's I was like, Josh. <laughs> I was sober. I was kind of being like the DD that night. Yeah, I was like, Josh, do not, do not slap me again. <laughs> he was just like, he had that look on his face, kind of just like that, just smiling. Definitely like, slap me. Probably know, like three you more know times. I'm going to do it. Yeah. I was like, Told you I'd tag you back. Are you serious? Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. I got it. Nice. I wanted, yeah. truth, I wanted to walk home. <laughs> You're like, ooh, I've been waiting for an opportunity. Here we go. I think Slap I waited. someone. I don't I think, think I'll I walk saying, home. I sitting if... around the corner in my car, <laughs> just making sure you didn't die and followed you home. Yeah. Then I pulled in front of you really quick and got out. How was your walk? <laughs> Bitch. It was breathtaking. And he walked up to you and slapped you again. Yeah. <laughs> slapped me on the See way See you in. in the morning. <laughs> Love you. Can't walk home now.